what I wanted to do tonight was rehearse one thing because the Lord prompted me to do it. And so a few weeks back, it was the week of the 13th, I gave a word under the unction of the Holy Spirit, and then I realized after there was a whole lot more to it than I, what I released. How many know how, how God begins to speak and expand things? So I'm just going to kind of rehearse that tonight. And I think the reason why I'm doing that is because there's a certain phrase that's in the Bible. It says that the burden of the Lord was upon Habakkuk, or was upon the word of the Lord from Habakkuk, right? So there is something about, and then there was something that about Moses from Numbers 11, 11. I'm not going to throw that out there. That was a totally different thing. It was, it was like he was, he was saying, God, why, why did you cause, are these people, these people didn't come from me. They came from you. The, I'm, I shouldn't be responsible for these people. And there was a burden on Moses. And I, we're not getting into Old Testament theology because I don't carry the burden of something that's not mine. I carry the burden of the Lord. And the, the, the Lord's burden is light. But I do know when God is speaking and when he's speaking prophetically and I have to back up and rewind and just go over something. So how many were here when I blew up and kind of, it was a little freaky for me. I had a little injection of, of the Holy Spirit, and I don't usually get up and prophesy into the microphone like that. I'll give you prophetic teaching and a prophetic word, but that usually doesn't happen. And then it happened at the end of the night when almost a lot of people had, well, actually a lot of people were still here, but I, there was an exhortation at the end as well. And I just want to go over those things because I think they coincide, and I think God wants us to pay attention. How many can remember the word I said? Okay, you remember it. There's a couple of people. Callie <laughs> took care of me. She takes care of me when I go, I need that. And she takes care of me and gives me that in writing and video and whatever else I need in audio. So I just feel like there's something that the Lord wants to put on that. And it was about five clouds. Remember five clouds and five mountains. So I feel like it's not just for us. And so as, as we're giving it on Facebook Live, this is good because it'll be recorded. And there's certain things that I feel like the Lord wanted to highlight, and, and is that okay? Because I feel like the Lord wants to speak things in certain ways so that we pay attention and understand. Now, when it, comes, when it came out, I was like, what, what in the world was that? And as I got home, I was like, God, what, do you, what was all that about? But I knew, and even my wife said, she goes, that's what was wrong with you. Because I had this weight on me for the, for the day, and even as I was preparing for, to minister, and I couldn't actually get anything done. Like, I, I felt the weight of what God was speaking. Of course, we were fasting and praying. And I want us to keep our eyes on these things, because when, God, when we set out to fast and pray, God wants to release something for us, not just through me. That's why it's important that you all write things down and begin to prophesy into the pages of whatever you have, and, and even in a corporate setting, that we begin to exhort and pro prophesy to one another, and even, you know, risky enough as it's going to be, that we release the word of the Lord in a corporate anointing. Not just me, because really in the book of Corinthians, Paul instructs us that this should be operating in the church, not just one dude or dudette, okay? So I believe that God wants to speak something to us tonight, and it's just rehearsing the word of the Lord. And how many know that as we rehearse, that, gives, that allows us to be good stewards with what God gives us? And so some of it, I believe, and then tonight, you're not going to leave again. I'm locking the doors. We're going to pray for something else for one another, okay? Because I feel like it was something was released last week, and I want it to continue to go into the new year, how God wants to begin to speak and do things in a corporate anointing. Everyone say corporate anointing. God wants to anoint the corporate body Right, and I love this All Saints movement, but there is some there's some order to things that God wants to do, and so I'm I'm gonna get to this. Ready? Okay, I'm gonna just read it, and uh, just bear with me. Okay, it was I just titled it Five Clouds: God's Government Reigning in America. 
While I saw one thing, I know that God meant many other things through that one thing that I didn't express because I was under the unction. And so now, how many know your past is learning? As the word of the Lord comes, we want to prophesy according to what God says. And so that's part of the reason why I'm rehearsing some of this, okay? So stay awake. No one's sleeping. I'm just saying it. Stay awake and alert because God wants to release something for us. So it says, I can see, I said this, I can see by the Spirit tonight there are five clouds forming. I see them at all four corners of the nation and one right in the middle. I've heard the Spirit all day long, and I hear him saying that there'll be a deluge, that what seems to be a small thing is going to grow and cover the entire nation. And then I saw the Lord raising up mountains. I see a mountain rising in the northeast, and that's where I kind of went off, okay? I see a mountain rising in the northeast, and the Lord would say, I am raising a voice, I'm raising a trumpet. It is a, it's a trumpet of awakening over the earth. And it, let me just stop there. I'll just finish this. It was filled with governmental power from heaven, and it will release the decree to the nation. Okay, so just, we're going to stop there for a second. I just want to read something out of Joel. And because you are called, you are called, I'm called to be a trumpet, but you're called to be a trumpet. Every one of us, ready? And it says, in, in verse, in chapter 2 of Joel, says, Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Remember, I talked about the clouds and thick darkness and that being also the presence of God. When God comes, there's clouds of thick darkness and God wants to bring us into the deep place with God. So it says clouds uh, like morning clouds spread over the mountains, spread over the mountains. Ready? And people come great and strong like of whom we've never seen before. Nor will, they, nor will there ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations. Listen, that's calling out to us as a generation. Did you, did you read that? And you might read it in a different, but I love this. It says, a people come great and strong. That would be you. A whole generation's coming great and strong. We're rising up. Why? Because the clouds are over the mountains. Where, what does the mountain of God mean? The mountain of God speaks of the government of God, and it begins to open up our understanding that God's government is coming back to the earth, but it's going to depend on some things. And really, I'll read some quotes, and I'm going to bring us into a history lesson because some things open up. Like, I don't fall onto these things. I believe prophetic history comes to me in the midst of something that I, God begins to reveal so that I begin to understand more what's happening right? And so that you can understand more what's happening, right? So when God raises a trumpet, he blows through the trumpet. The trumpet would be you. Are you hearing me? I just see, there's a voice that's coming from the trumpet. There's a voice, your, your sound. Remember the sound that I talked about last week, a cry? There has to be a cry that comes from a people who are giving themselves over and that we go up to the mountain of the Lord. And, and that out of that mountain comes the generation that's going to see the greatest outpouring. See, before it says of any other generation. Oh, come on. It wasn't Smith Wigglesworth's generation. It wasn't the Wesley's generation. It wasn't Whitfield's generation. I believe it's our generation. And so we have to stand in faith and believe that God is about to release something over the earth. And I truly do believe. I know that I know when I have the burden, I felt the burden. It wasn't like yicky, ucky, gross. It was the burden of the Lord. It was the, it was the voice of God. It was the weight of what he wanted to release. And when I, I've never, honestly, I've never felt that before in such a way where the weight of God was on me for it. And so I'm saying that to you to just say, I'm, I'm saying that so that you'll have faith tonight because I know we can, I can prophesy and we can go through a, a service and all kinds of things can happen and we just go home and the next day everything's you know, nothing's different, nothing's new. And that's why even about the worship song tonight, I just want our hearts to be tenderized and open to what God might do. And when I say the Northeast, listen, I saw four other 
I saw four corners of the, of the America's map, and I saw one in the middle. <laughs> and it really shows me a, a big fat tent canopy over the whole entire country. But I, I realize this, that these mountains of government, it's the government of God, and I believe it's the ecclesia, it's the church rising up. I'll tell you why in a few minutes. But I believe it's the church rising up because the only reason that we see the things the way they are now is because we have not done our job. We have not done our mission. We have not been outspoken in certain things. We've just let it ride. And no one, the church has sat back, had church, put fannies in seats, had smoke machines and doing all the things that we do to, to entertain for 45 minutes and send everyone out. Well, you've never been to a 45-minute service here. But the reality is that, that, that the Holy Spirit wants to come and rebirth himself in the church. Not, not recreate himself, no, rebirth himself in a new way in the church. And so, I'm, you know, the trumpets call and they, they wake up, they rouse the warriors. And I know some of you aren't into the war scene, but I believe this is true, that God calls warriors to the battleground to come forward so that we can walk in unity and in one, as one army moving forward in the earth. That means it's, there's no time to just kind of have a nice, you know, Comfortable church shouldn't be even relevant. I'm sorry. I don't think it should be. I think we should always leave challenged with what God's speaking, how he wants us to move into the next season, and he wants to do that for us. So it's the sound of awakening, okay? And then I said this. I see the Lord releasing and lifting lids off of things in the Northeast. And I believe it wasn't just here. I just continue to say things off of the Northeast. Yes, how many know we need a lid lifted? How many know the blanket has to go? Yeah, here, if anywhere, you know, I'm not worried about Florida. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we need to see a lid lifted here, and, and, and you know, I'm believing that the Lord's going to do that. But it says, then I said this, things that have covered and things that have kept things down, things that have kept things blanketed, I see the Lord raising that even in 2021. I said the words, 2021. Can you believe for that? And I believe that, listen, it's way better than it was 10 years ago. I believe that the atmospheres have been changing, that the, the, that the landscape is different, that people are receptive to the gospel more than they are, but we still live in the blue corner of the United States. <laughs> Someone say amen. It's going to change. And it's not a matter of being red or blue, but right. Righteous. Walking with God in a, in a revival right? I don't, I don't care that JFK would have been called, he, he was a Democrat, he would have been a, a Republican today. That's my parents' generation. Okay, just, just straightening that out, right? I see, not to say that he was a holy man of God. Anyway, uh, I see the Lord raising it and there will be a release, an open door and an open heaven. And I truly believe that God's looking for an open heaven and I declared and decreed that that night, that our eyes were supposed to look up higher and our perspective to look higher and not at the things of ground, of ground level things, but heavenly things and heavenly opportunities. And God does not want us to be low level minded and, not, and thinking like down low, but God wants to rejuvenate you by the spirit tonight and encourage you and instill courage inside of you because we need, we need to live in this place of courage, bold, strong. We'll get into that at the end. And then, then things that have kept blanketed, right, and things that have kept things hidden. Here's what I believe. I believe God's going to expose things. Yes? Everyone say yes. Yeah, come on, agree with me. Tonight you need to be verbal and agree. I believe God is wanting to expose every hidden deed of darkness. But I also believe for the church, he wants to reveal fresh new things that we haven't seen or understood in the spirit that we could walk in and we could fully comprehend and we could fully walk it out. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right? And so that is one of the things that have been blanketed and been covering over the church. And God wants to wake us so that we see and that we hear and that we step into those things that have been held back till this time. Come on, 2021. It's a time that where God wants to open and uncork everything. Not, and, and listen, New England's going to be key. 
Why? Because if we can have revival in New England, they, it can happen anywhere. I, I truly believe that. You know, you say California. Well, they got Bethel. They got a lot of good ministries over there, right? They've got a ton of ministries right down the coast. And, and in the Northeast, we sit here with a few good ministries, and everyone's just holding tight, holding tight. No, no, let's see an open outbreak of God's glory and presence in this, in this time. But it's going to take something that's going to challenge us on the inside. And that means to open your mouth, be bold, and do not hold back. Come on, Craig said it from the beginning. They, they, they prophesied it in the, in the uh, worship time. Let's not hold back. Let's step out and step into what God's speaking right now, right? So, to, so we declare, and I just prayed this prayer. We declare tonight, Father, I thank you for the word of the Lord that you will establish everything. And I have to believe that as it comes out, Listen, when you speak things, remember this, that the word of the Lord, when you begin to declare and decree things, they're established in the earth. That's what Job said. And then light breaks forth. Second part of the verse that we don't know. I'm telling you. So as you prophesy and establish things and, and walk together in agreement, boom, light bursts forth. Because listen, God's put a good word in your heart. Come on, he's put an encouraging word inside of you. You've gotten all the glory and all the fullness of who he is in this hour. It's, it's to sit and rest on your life. And you shouldn't be afraid. No, you shouldn't be afraid of anything. I don't care what's looming in the earth. Listen, we better get it right and we better step into the fullness of it because God wants to explode on the scene and he's waiting for a people that will be fully yielded to him. So it's, then, he, then he said, that, then I said this, I prayed this, the Lord, I thank you that there's a voice, that there's a trumpet, that there's, that's being released even now. Lord, I thank you for the deluge. Come on, you need to begin to thank. If I go back over the word, I just begin to pray through it again. God, would you send a deluge? What is that? That's the former and the latter rain combined together, right? And not even, and, and I, actually I said this, not even just the former and the latter rain together, but an outpouring that's never been seen. And didn't I just say that? That there was a people that would come to the mountain of God that no generation had ever seen. Oh, Joel said that. That's been prophesied through the corridors of eternity to your heart today so that you will step in and be that generation that would step into the fullness of what God has for you in this hour. You know, we can't be silent about same-sex marriage, this gender cuckoo-ness. I'm telling you, all these things, abortion, it can't, can't be quiet anymore. You know no more peace, you know, come on. I'm serious because this is what's caused us to be a degenerative, na degenerative nation, sorry. I'm telling you. So I thank you for the deluge, even not just in the former and the latter rain, but in an outpouring that's never been seen. It hasn't been seen in the 1700s. It hasn't been seen in the 1800s or early 1900s. The Lord would say that 2021 will be a decade which I will release my spirit in an outpouring that would overtake and overcome. Overtake and overcome. I'm not reading it like it's scripture. Listen, I, tr I just truly believe these things are true. And I heard the Lord say that there would be one more shaking. And there will be another shaking, and it will bring forth the unshakable kingdom. And we read that in Hebrews, what? 12, right? About the unshakable thing, kingdom, but it's prophesied out of Haggai. It's a, it's a repetitive thing that comes back from the Old Testament to the New that there'll be a, a generation that will be shaken until everything that's not necessary will be, will be shaken out. <laughs> who's praying that prayer tonight? No, who's, pray, who's praying that prayer tonight? Really, because I believe that's the, the heart of the Lord for our nation. And we don't like the shaking. I don't like pandemics. I'm good with it. Let it go away, please, Jesus. But I'm telling you, all this shaking has caused something to rise up. It's caused a remnant rising. And so there has to be somewhere. And then, then, it, then I said this. I said, there will be another shaking, and it will bring forth the unshakable kingdom. And it will bring forth that which is unshakable. 
And the Lord says, get ready because I'm about to release something over this place that you've never seen nor heard nor discerned. But the thoughts and the hearts of the Father would be released in this place over the region in Jesus' name. That was the first part, right? And then now I just feel like there's some things that I already went over, but I just want to touch. You know, when the Lord was giving me further understanding and interpretation, he was showing me the five clouds over America and that it would spread over the nation and it was more, of a, a, more than just geographic locations. I felt like the Lord was saying, I'm going to rise up the, the government of God, like I already said, but the, over those places, there'll be outpourings. And over the four corners and the one in the middle, listen, it's, it's like this thing that surrounds the city and is in the middle of the city, right? It's like almost like Joshua, right? The walls had to come down. They surrounded it, and the walls came down. I'm telling you, God is about to do something that is going to shock and awe us, and it's not going to look like you think it's going to look like. It may not even be with a Trump victory and all that. It may not be that. It may be God showing up in powerful ways, stepping us into a new realm, and, and I'm telling you, listen, I want we want righteous government. I'm praying and I'm believing that what the prophet said will come to pass. I do believe it. I do believe there's so much that's, that's out there that can be, and this has got really nothing to do with what I'm going to say, but I realize that there is so much stacked up against darkness that, listen, it has to be a miracle for it to come forth. It has to be. And so listen, listen to me that the Holy Spirit is doing this because I believe that when we see that thing with Elijah was praying on the mountain, it, it's all going to point back one place. Remember when he prophesied there'll be no rain. For three and a half years, that's it. And he prayed and he saw the, the cloud the size of a man's hand. And I'm just going to use some symbol, symbol, symbolism. Thank you. Thank you. Had to just slow down a lot. But the cloud the size of a man's hand, it's speaking of what? A man's hand. If you think of it, right? It's always been taught to me about the fivefold ministry. And here's what I believe I saw. I saw God's government, which comes in fivefold. It comes with the fullness of God coming through the five gifts, the graces that come on the church. The apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, the pastor, all those, right? It comes upon that, and the wind of God is coming to that in this hour. I believe that. But in Isaiah chapter 9, it said, Unto us, remember, we're going back to Christmas for a moment. For, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And that means the dominion and the rule. It literally means government, but it means dominion and rule, and it's the position of the high ruler, ruling himself. And I want you to just have a picture of what God wants for the earth. He called you to be in his likeness and his image so that the Holy Spirit would be upon you so that you begin to decree things into the earth that would be fully of God. That's why it's so important that we hear God well in this hour. And that when, we, when he does speak to us, that we're good stewards with what he gives to us, right? So that, that when we step into that, but out of Zion, which is another picture of the government, right? The mountain of Zion, out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, a God will shine forth. I love that. That's Psalm 50 in verse 2. The perfection of beauty. God will shine forth. What is that? That looks like us beholding Jesus and the beauty of Jesus comes upon this church. And then we begin to step into this beautiful, beautiful union with him. And out of that comes perfect perfection, and we shine forth like the light of the sun. So beneath those clouds were growing earth mountains. I just saw mountains growing. And the kingdom and the governmental reign of God was coming up out of that. And all five signified the empowering of the Lord himself releasing the latter rain deluge. Can you get ready for that? The five represents what? Grace. It represents what I already said, the fivefold ministry. And it also re represents that cloud. And where does that cloud come from? Intercession. Because Elijah is a picture of intercession in that 
one spot where we're talking. He's the priest, again, before, and he's asking, go look, go look, go look, go look. And intercession is the key to ushering in God's government. (laughs) Come on, you should be excited about that. Honestly, intercession is the key to opening up God's government in the earth. It comes from our, our encountering the Lord Jesus and praying his prayers on the earth and noting what he said and beginning to step into the fullness of that in this hour. You're called to pray. You're called to be an intercessor alongside of the Lord Jesus that you walk in all this amazing fullness because you're praying with him. Oh, we'd get excited about, about prayer if we knew we were praying with him. We would. So I want us to pick up our prayer shawls and put them on for 2021. I want you to put a mantle of prayer on. Because any place you see revival and and this deluge that I saw, I saw the Lord pouring out His Spirit. Every place that we've heard recorded on the earth now, it's only come from one place, it's prayer. It's only come from one place. It's prayer, right? So we lower our posture. Everyone say, humble yourselves. (laughs) If we humble ourselves and seek the the face of of the Lord and begin to repent, then he'll heal our land, right? Repentance is required for the healing of the land, right? And so corporate fasting and prayer. Can I just stop for a second? And I'm not going to be super (laughs) heavy-handed. But I feel like if we're going to, like we just went through a fast, a corporate fast. And can I just get our eyes focused that like when we do things corporately, and I'm not, well, I'll just leave it. That when we do things corporately, it's important. It's not because I want to (laughs) fast. I can promise you that. I can promise you that. But I felt like at the end of the year, the Lord said, fast with me, fast with me. I was like, the Lord's fasting? And, and he allows us to engage with him in that time. And honestly, I received a lot. You know, it's good. It's good to receive when he's, when he's opening things up. But I want us to be in a place where as a corporate body, us together, This is not to put ties on you. Please, please, don't take it like that. If you're taking it like that, then you're taking it in the wrong spirit. I'm saying when God comes and he wants to really move in the midst of a people, he'll require something. He wants us to do something. I know everything's free. But I'm telling you, there's a there. If if I read some of these guys, Duncan Campbell, if I if you read his memoirs, if you read what he he didn't, it didn't, it cost him everything. (laughs) <laughs> it costs people time of just tucking away and praying. And if we don't want, I, listen, this is what I want. I want to see God come and show up, and it's not about the end result, because I remember the Lord even two weeks before said, do you want me or do you want revival? Oh, someone. I was like, what? Cut to the heart. Do I want Jesus or do I, is there a choice? I feel like it is a trick question and it's not a choice. It's it's really not a choice. I get revival if I get Jesus. But he just said, what are your eyes fixed on? Are your eyes fixed on an awakening and a revival or are your eyes fixed on me and meeting with me and coming into my presence? So I'm saying this to say, as we gather corporately, as we gather, can we, I just want class participation. (laughs) I just want people to partner with me in prayer. Right? And, and then if you don't want to, I, I, just don't do it because you're being told to do something. But on the same note, don't not do it because you're being told to do something. Oh, come on, people in New England. I know who you are. I'm homegrown. You tell me to do something, I'm not doing it because you're telling me to do it. Because I'm from the state of Massachusetts. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Us Yankees, come on, them damn Yankees. Oh, I'm telling you, no, that thing has to be put on the cross. Oh, 
It does. Believe me. I have to have the Lord put certain things on the cross because I'm being told to do something. I had to do it all the time coming up in ministry. Oh, I don't want to go, but I'm going. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. What's that? It's called faithfulness. It's called partnering. If it's bondage, then you need to figure it out because that's not why I would say something like this. But I believe that as we gather together, I'll get off of this in a second. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants us to be faithful. I believe that the Lord wants us to be focused in unity. Everyone okay with that? Focused in unity. Come on, God wants us in one place and one accord, waiting for the one thing. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something that's happening with that. So if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Let's just forget, because I said this last week, but sometimes we just get stuck in what we want to do. Anyone ever want to be somewhere else? <laughs> oh, man, I'm going. All right. We're headed to more shakings. I want to be ready for the more shakings. I have to be ready for the more shaking. And even more so, I want you to be ready for the shaking. And I want you to come out unshakable, full of glory. And the Holy Spirit wants us, and this is not tonight. I don't want to just rah-rah. I want to go into 2021 thinking, listen, I am focused. I'm prepared. I'm ready to go after it. I want to see the fullness of God. What does the fullness of God look like? It looks like the apostolic, prophetic, all these ministries in one showing up, not just so we can have the government of God. No, it's so that the fullness of Christ can come to the earth and that the maturity of the brethren can come. Don't you want to mature? Don't you want to grow up? Or do you want to just keep uh, happy in my little couch over here having my nice prayer time? I'm not mocking that, but I am saying it, you just, that's all you're going to get. And I know that tonight God is calling us higher. God's calling you higher. He's calling me higher. He's calling everyone in this room higher if you're here. If you're here. Luke 22. This was, I feel like this was an invitation. Luke twenty two twenty nine 29 said, I bestow upon you a kingdom, just as my father bestowed upon me, that you may eat and drink at my table. Don't you, mm, don't you want to eat at the table of God? More than taking communion as a ritual, let's just go to this place where God wants to bring us. And he said, and sit on the thrones of judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, this was an invitation to the apostles. But I'm telling you, it's an invitation to every believer that will step up into the place where you want to go and eat at the table of God. Don't you want to eat at his table? I don't ever want to leave his table. Why would you want to leave his table for something lesser? Do you want the porridge? Do you want Esau's bowl? Oh, come on. Where do you want to eat? I love you. <laughs> But I'm telling you, God has, an, he want, he had, there's this opportunity to live in this place where Holy Spirit comes and wrecks your life. Because I'm eating and drinking at his table. And I take what? What's that talking about? The sitting on thrones. You've been called as an overcomer. You've been called to sit in heavenly places. You've been called to live in a higher realm than you've ever, ever known than you've experienced in the past. Be encouraged. This is what the Lord said. Father knows best. <laughs> Doesn't daddy know best? I promise you he knows best, right? And as his rule is established in our hearts, a fresh governmental anointing. I know I keep using that word governmental and it shouldn't even freak people out. It doesn't mean like this order that's, you can't, that there's no liberty or freedom in because I'm going to talk about it in a second about what it meant. It's actually our constitution. Oh yes, our constitution was birthed, birthed out of sermon notes. So I'm believing that the winds of change are here 
and that we're blowing into 2021 and we're gonna, it's going to be very different. But it'll only be different if you want to make a change, right? I mean, it'll only be, it'll only be different if I step off, up to the plate and I just begin to swing. It'll only be if I'm in the game. <laughs> you all right? All right, some of you I'm concerned with. Okay. <laughs> the atmosphere of the Ecclesia creates a partnership with Jesus that will seed the formation of the clouds. It'll saturate with the dews of heaven. And to release refreshing, it will bring change. And the Holy Spirit will send dominion and reign. R-E-I-G-N. So I'm just going to read something that Finney left for us. Okay? And then I'm going to touch on a couple other things. But... Charles Finney said this as, as, as a leader. He reminded the ministers of his day, and I'm going to just say this. I know he was speaking. He may have been speaking to the ministers, but I'm going to say it to the whole church because we're all high up on the All Saints movement. Are we not? Everyone should get in the game. And so I believe there's leadership, but I believe everyone's cause, called to, to step into some capacity. So I'm going to read this, and then I, I was convicted. I was like, wait a minute. We've gone we're way off compass. And you'll say, well, it's just Finney. No, I just believe, I believe it's something that the Lord wants us to hear. So it's, he said, brethren, our preaching will bear its legitimate fruits. Ready? Are you awake? I'm just checking. If, immoral, if immorality prevails in the land, the false is ours in a, de, in a great degree. If decay, if there is decay of conscience, the pulpit is responsible for it. If public press lacks moral discrimination, the pulpit is responsible for it. Yeah, ouch. Just say ouch. It's good. If the church is degenerate and worldly, the pulpit is responsible for it. If Satan rules in our halls of legislation, the pulpit is responsible for it. If our politics become so corrupt and very, the very foundation of our government are, are, are ready to fall away, the pulpit is responsible for it. You're like, wow, go, go light. Like, come on. Then he said this, let us not ignore this fact, my dear brethren, but let us lay, lay it to heart and be thoroughly awake to our responsibility in, res in responsibility and the respect to the morals of our nation. I don't know. I was digging for a lot of stuff, so I can't tell you where I got it, but I can send it to you. And then I just came upon this guy. <laughs> well, I didn't, like I said, God leads you on a journey. And I just want to talk to you for a moment about a regiment that was in Within the Civil War, within the Civil War, not the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, and it was called the Black Robe Regiment. Anyone ever hear of the Black Robe Regiment? This is crazy stuff. And I just want you to know that it was birthed out of a place called Ipswich, Massachusetts, by a pastor called John Wise, who was the pastor of the Church of Ipswich. They didn't have all kinds of little churches. There was one church in Ipswich, right? So this is, I'm just going to just touch on this because these guys, what I, what I mean by black robe regiment is this, that they would preach with their black robes. Come on. Everyone knows the pictures of Finn, of Whitney, uh, Whitfield and, and uh, Wesley and all these guys in their black preaching robes, right? It was the garb of the pastors of the, of the day. And what they would have on underneath was their uniforms. So they would preach and they would motivate people to come join. And then they'd go to war themselves. Interesting thing. That's not happening today. <laughs> I think we need a revival of that. That would probably swish and move this whole thing around. But I believe this. that I'm just going to read a couple things because 
you know, John Wise was in that church and he began to be so influential that they actually took the book of his sermons and he came up with these things first. Ready? In 1687, it was revealed out of the Bible through him that taxation without representation was tyranny. That the consent of the, of the governed is on is the consent of the governed is basis on a biblical view. That means we're supposed to be free. We're not supposed to be lorded over, not supposed to be locked down. I'm sorry. I'm not. But we're not supposed to be having our rights taken away that you can't do this, you can't do that, you gotta wear a mask, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta do that. You if you don't comply. That all men are created equal and endowed with inalienable rights. This all came out of his book of sermons that actually they, they used. It sounds like the Constitution, doesn't it? Well, it came from him first, right? And it was sent down to Jefferson, and Jefferson had this booklet of, of all these things. It was actually a book of his sermons because they don't do like we do now. Everything's on YouTube. Actually, first century, they wrote their sermons, and they spoke them like that. It wasn't until the second great awakening that they began to preach. Whitfield started preaching like, or later in the 1700s. He was probably the first one that left the pulpit and began just spontaneous stuff. But most of them all wrote their stuff. They engaged with it, Right? So his sermons were influential in, in the writing of the Declaration of Independence, and he had messages printed in a book that was given to all the patriots, every one of them, so that they'd know what they were fighting for. And all these messages would soon be in the Declaration of Independence of what we're supposed to be abiding by now, right? Right? So I'm just going to bring us past this because I feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to step into a place. Listen, I'm not calling you all to the, to the regiment. But I do believe that something has to change. And I do believe it starts here before it starts out there. I believe by the, by the words of, of, of Charles Finney that we are responsible for how the rest of the world goes because we set the temperature. We've not been setting the temperature in the nation. We've been, we've been taken down and pushed aside and come on, squashed and blanketed because, no, we don't want to hear that voice. We want to do what we want to do, okay? And so I'm just saying, when I saw the clouds... And I see the government of God rising. I'm saying all this in context of this, that I believe that God's raising a new era and that there will be a fresh new voice, a trumpet in the earth that will bring forth justice and liberty into the land. But it has to be you and I. And if we're just waiting for the pastors, you need to pray for your pastors. You need to pray for the, for the region. We need to pray for the entire region, every leader. That it wouldn't just be a, a little life of, okay, we're, we're going to have our service again, and this is all good. And I, I believe that the Lord wants to break things open so that we stand in the forefront of what God's forming and reforming in the nation, because there needs to be a reformation. So I'm just going to go back to this, the end of what I spoke that night. It will come to pass, these things that you have believed for will come to pass. But he's looking for those who will step into, play, into a place where we will not be denied. Where we will not be stopped. There will not be a roadblock, but the roadblocks will be moved and smashed as you step into them. And as you move towards them. And there's, a place that, there's places that are trying to obstruct, obstruct you from where you need to go. And some of us, let me just stop here, we have calculated steps on how we're going to operate our lives. Calculated steps. 
Some of you listening to me right now, you have calculated steps on what you think God's going to do in your life. Listen, throw it out. Oh, my. Someone say yes. Amen. Amen. Throw it out. Unless it came directly from heaven. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I had everything figured out. How it's all going to look. I'll tell you. Throw it out. God wants to come in your life in a new way, in a fresh way that will bring you to the place where you are no longer in control and he is the one in control. And so the things that are in your way are kind of roadblocking you and maybe causing you to go a different direction because God wants you to walk through them and not around them. Sometimes he's like doors close and he wants you to go around them and I get that. But sometimes there are things in the way that God's after and he wants them out. My hush. I'm just. I just feel like really like we've been holding on to things that we think our lives look like, and God's trying to take a hammer to it, and you're trying to get in the way of the hammer. Oh come on! Like just let him in, just let him in and do what he needs to do. And if you don't want to, then just bow out. Just have a look. You know. I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean like some of us just want, we just want what we want and don't mess with my corner of the earth. God, you can do everything to everyone else, but don't mess with my corner. (laughs) Yeah, you're doing a new thing, all right. Okay. Holy Spirit says, I will step in and I will break through for you. It will take, every, take away every bit of work. It will take away every bit of effort. It moves only one place where you believe the unbelievable. You must believe the unbelievable. You must step into the incredible. You must not be denied the undeniable. I don't know why I was rhyming. There's something that God wants to do, and he wants to do it in you. Do not be denied. And I can't not leave 2020 without, like, I want to jump on this pulpit right now. Do not let, do not let, do not just settle. Get rid of that settling spirit. I'm telling you, God wants you to be a pioneer, and do not settle. Some of us want to settle and make camp. And God's saying, go explore what I look like. That wasn't in there. But he wants you to explore what he looks like, what his government looks like. We're afraid of government of God. We're afraid of what, what, the, what the covenant might look like on in your life. Listen, step into the covenant. The covenant will not hurt you. Covenant looks amazing if we just step into it. All right, if I'm a little hard today, sorry. I'll say Sorry. Yeah, I I love everyone. I don't want people getting tripped out. Anyway, you must step into the incredible. You must be not be denied the undeniable. There's something that God will do, and He wants you to do it. Do not be denied. The Lord said, "Do not be denied. You will not give up. No, I declare, legs will not stop you. Arms will not fall." I declare that those things that you have believed for, they shall come to pass. And those things that God has birthed, they will come forth. And then I prayed again. And we thank you, Father, for your promises. We thank you for your covenants. And we thank you for you and your, you obstructing the enemy. You breaking forth and pounding the enemy out of the way. And we declare over this nation, even now, God, we thank you for those things. We declare it and decree it and believe it tonight in Jesus' name. And then I saw gold. I see gold. I see gold coming, and I see gold that's been refined by the fire. I see gold coming, and it's being sent forth and refined by the fire. I see gold coming forth that's being refined in the fire. And the Lord, and Lord, we thank you, and that's how I ended it. Fear and control need to be broken so that God can do what he wants to do. 
fear and control need to be broken. That means you controlling situations and you being fearful of situations. I'm telling you, these are the two things that keep us out of the promise. How do I know? Ask Joshua and Caleb. How do I know? Because they already thought, the 10 spies, they already thought that it was impossible, it wouldn't happen, but the undeniable was going to be taken out in the next generation because what? Because Joshua would go in, and I'm going to read that to you right now, because I want you to step into this because there was, there's a time, and I want you to get in your mind that Moses is dead, that the old era is gone and a new era has come. And we'll end on this because I want you to pray for one another and I want you to pray to break any fear and to release courage. And it's all class participation tonight. Again. Ready? Joshua chapter one, verse two. And I will, I'll end on this after I yak for a second. says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan and you and all this people to the land which I am giving you, the children of Israel. Now, what am I saying? Listen, I believe this. I believe that there's been things that have held, held America back because why? Because the pulpits have been quiet. Because prophets have, actually, the prophets now are prophesying, I'm believing everything. Certain ones are saying that I believe that God wants Donald Trump in office. I believe that it's not over till the fat lady sings. I believe that, listen, God wants to bring a, 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 a shock and awe. I believe all these things, but I'm believing this, that we have to step into, regardless of all that, put it aside, that you have to determine that you're going forward in full strength and in full power into next year, that you're not going to be held back. And listen, any fear of this, the, even the, the crisis with the pandemic, listen, just get over it because we're going to have to live life. I know. Amen. I'm just over it. All right? I love you, but just fear has to go. Has God not protected has he been faithful anyway? Yes. You know, I, and, and I know that the Holy Spirit wants to do something beyond what we've ever understood. When I, when I feel like, I feel like the rain is going to come as we begin to pray and intercede and be, listen, don't hold back. Now is not the season to hold back, right? Every place that, you sit, that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. How many believe that? Every place <laughs> that you set your foot, do you believe that it's yours? <laughs> okay. Someone say something, right? Shut him up. And I said to Mo and as I said to Moses, every place that, that I give I give you, uh, from the wilderness and this Lebanon. And as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea towards, towards the going down of the sun and, and into your territory, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Sounds like someone. Be strong and of good courage. For, this I, for to this people... You shall divide an inheritance to the land which I swore to your forefathers to give to them. Be, only be strong and very courageous. That's number two, right? That you may observe to do according to all that's in the law of Moses. My servant commanded you, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Ready? That you may prosper wherever you go. Ready? That you may prosper wherever you go. And this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe and to do according to all that's written in it. And then what? It'll make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. And have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage and do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And someone say amen. amen. Honestly, I feel like, listen, 
The reason why that he continues that exhortation, you will prosper, and everywhere you go, you will prosper. Be strong and courageous. Listen, we need to be a people that are filled with faith and understanding and believing what God is saying in this hour, believing that there is, he has, look, in, he's looking at America, and he says, I see, you know the plans I have for you? <laughs> plans to prosper you, not to harm you. But he's looking for a people that will rise up. He's looking for a church that's going to be following what, the, what he says and not what the world says. He's looking for a, a, a company that's going to be strong and courageous and prospering in everything that they do. He's looking for an army that is going to walk in all that he says and not waver from it or turn to the side, right? And he does that so that we'll step into the, pros the promise. And we step into the promise through the process. So come on, let's stand. I'm done. Player, something. Help me out. Oh, let's just lift our hands up before the Lord and ask him really what I want us to do, how I want us to end it out. Is I want you to pray for one another again. Last week was phenomenal. You guys left all jacked up. And I'm not doing it for that reason. I just feel like when we step out of comfort zones and step in and begin to minister to one another, there's going to be something, there's going to be something good that happens. And I truly believe that God wants to instill courage in us tonight. What's courage? Courage causes us not to sit down and lay down anymore. Courage causes us to get up. And I think every one of us his courage more. I need his courage. You can't do it on your own. God wants to do it in you. So I just want to see the cloud of God just begin. I, I want to see it begin here. I want to see a cloud just begin to start here and to overshadow us in such a way The deluge of rain just begins to come. So, Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we ask that you open our hearts up in a greater way tonight. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, just remove every preconceived idea that we have. into a place where we're completely tender and you touch us Father Lord remove every barrier 
And Lord, I pray for the entire room to be vulnerable and open for what you want to do in this hour. Lord, would transparency come and would we understand that we don't have anything in ourselves that we can do anything with without you. But Lord, I'm asking for divine courage and strength tonight. Lord, that we wouldn't be quiet even in our with our own family members, God. It's got to it's gotta just begin in our homes. And Lord, we'd just be bold and boldness with love that would just permeate, God. I, I just ask that, Lord, if, if there's places that you're trying to remove any one of us from to, to get us to move to the, from the next barrier to the next barrier, Lord, just break forth those things. Lord, I ask that tonight, Lord, that you'd open up in each one of us that you'd unlock. And so, Lord, we thank you for 2021. We thank you for what you're going to do in the next coming year. I thank you that it's full of hope and a cry within our hearts, ready to step into what you're calling us to. Lord, I thank you for any place that's undivided. Lord, you're going to take it and you're going to make it. Make our hearts completely undivided under you, just completely open to you. Touch us tonight.